is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, the official chip and the official dip. Dip, he got the chip the and Dallas the dip. Cowboys, that is what you did. <laughs> Live from the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco, Heckman Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips. I'm Kyle Yeomans. We are talking about Woo. Isaiah's shirt. It is next wow. level today. Wow. It's not even the shirt for me. Wow. It's the watch for me. No, it's the shirt wow. for me. Ooh, the watch is sweet. Shirt. It's a TV shirt. The bezel? Look at the diamonds in the bezel. Diamonds aren't this color. Heck, what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Hold up. Wait a minute. Wow. Go ahead. Blind wow. Jeez. Yeah, it's not our turn today. <laughs> no, it ain't our turn. No, sir. Kyle's looking fresh, too. No, not as fresh as Isaiah mm. on that other corner. Mm. No no way. Them checks coming no in. How. You see the checks coming in for Kyle, don't you? No, you see they coming no. in little by little by little. You know, you see it. Is this Mr. ESPN saying this right now? That's ESPN right there. That's the color analyst for the North Texas Liberty game. Number one overall. Y'all not going to distract. Y'all not going to distract. But America, my man. Zill, I call him Zilla, right? Bam! This is, yeah. You can't, what'd he say? What is his favorite saying? They don't know what you're pointing at. Can't hide money. Special mm-hmm. edition bling. Yes, sir. Yeah. Also, looks good. looks good. Also, Isaiah made a, a national TV appearance today as well. Did he? He did. Yeah. Go check it out on Good Morning America. Dude, that was so, that was, yeah, so, that was super cool. Yeah, she's dope. That is. She's tell dumb. tell everybody about kind of the feature that Good Morning America put out there this morning. Yeah, Good Morning America does a uh, does a little feature about thriving, um, and they featured um, the today's topic kind of was about type, thriving with type one diabetes. And my daughter's had she's nine years old right now, but she's had type one since she was three. She was diagnosed at three, um, and they're just telling the story of her, um, kind of my wife, and my wife's battle with it within her family. Her she's lost her uncle, she's lost her brother now, and showing now how we're how we're instilling the proper things into our daughter and how she's thriving with type 1 diabetes so they um think big shout out to good morning america robin and strahan and the rest of the crew over there um they did a nine minute feature i think they showed it they showed a couple minutes of it on the air today and then it's on her facebook page i um, mean on, on their website so um it's just dope i tried to keep it together on my way over here i was trying to watch it because <laughs> it all just hit right on, on the way over here but uh she's it's kind of cool to see your daughter be strong, you know, and let other people see her be strong. So I just hope that those, that story inspires somebody else. Girl dads are awesome, bro. Yeah, pretty dope. Yeah. Pretty dope. Pretty that's, dope. that's awesome. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Go check it out. It is on Good Morning America's uh, Twitter and Facebook, yeah. and you can find the link to there for the full story. It really is really cool. I was doing the same thing. I had my phone on the side. Yeah. I was trying to, like, Get make, sure, make <laughs> yeah, sure I was same. getting ready and driving safe, yeah. but I was watching. It was a really, yeah, really great feature dope. and uh, definitely worth sharing and uh, going and checking out. But uh, let's get into Cowboys news and notes. Definitely some reaction to the Jalen Smith news yesterday. Since we last talked, our dream of Stephon Gilmore coming to the Dallas Cowboys was snipped aside. It's the Carolina Panthers jumping the gun and acquiring Gilmore, the former all-pro cornerback. 
with a six-round pick. That's all it took to take him from New England and put him with the Carolina Panthers. But, Rob, what else went on yesterday was the, the practices ended and you got to talk to a little, a couple players. Well, some good news. you got no COVID additions and you've got yes. Keanu Neal. <laughs> And Bradley and I off reserve COVID. That was Boom. some positive news on That's the timeline. Uh, Heck, you saw that. <laughs> Thanks for the yeah. retweet. Uh, Zeke didn't practice yesterday. He's not sure what he did in the game. He's got some some tightness, some stiffness in his knee. It's better yesterday. Thinks he'll practice today. We'll see. But I don't think there's a concern about him playing in the game. Uh, and, you know, Mari Cooper didn't practice, but they're trying to manage him for this game as well. And Trayvon Diggs. Another player of note, I guess he had full practice with the back tightness from last game. So overall, injury report looks pretty good. Man, and the, the Giants had a lot of guys DMP yesterday. Uh, Jabril, uh, Jabril Peppers, Peppers. Uh, Sterling Shepard did not practice. Uh, Darius Slayton, hamstring. Caden Smith, knee. Andrew Thomas, foot. Uh, Leonard Williams, knee. So these are guys that you think are going to be big-time contributors mm, yeah. that did not practice yesterday. I'm sure, obviously, some of these guys will come off uh, today, but that's interesting. That's a lot of big names for Giants fans. I mean, Williams and Jabril Peppers. Peppers didn't play in the, the fourth quarter or overtime of that Saints win. He did, however, go out and take the coin toss. Did y'all see that video? Mm-hmm. That was amazing. That was one of the funniest moments <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen in the they NFL. They capitalized on it. They did. They did. They did. They took that moment. What was it? The, the Al Harris one? Was it Al Harris? I want the ball and I'm going to score. Yeah. <laughs> Hasselbeck. Yeah, let's not talk about that. That's, that's a bad memory. My bad, bad dog. Seattle for Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> Like, I'll pick that thing. Team? Were you on that team? I was no, no. no that this was, was like oh three yeah. or right. something like that. I was, I was watching time. it though. As soon as he said he, we want the ball, we're gonna score. I was like, no, no, don't do that, don't do that. <laughs> Next thing you know, Al Harris, pick six. Pick. He get to the house. Mm-hmm. The band was playing. <laughs> Good thing he's on our team now. Here, I was about to say, all right, now. coach. <laughs> DB's coach. So that that's all positive news. What did you guys think about the reaction? From the Jalen Smith releasing, and more no- notably, Leighton Vander Esch. I mean, it, unbelievable response from him. And sure, we kind of talked about it yesterday. We didn't know whether or not it was a surprise in the locker room and just how guys would take it. And it was kind of a mixed bag uh, of what we saw reaction-wise yesterday. Of course, Micah Parsons took to Twitter with Emmanuel Acho, And then Leighton Vander Esch got after really everyone for a certain amount of time. Isaiah, where did you see that reaction and, and how it kind of compared to what you anticipated? Um, I mean, I don't know. I feel, I feel like everybody has a has a high, high regard for him. You know, I don't think that there's any um, discontentment in, within the team. I think everybody respects respects him um, and respects what he's brought to this team and this organization. Um, so when you've seen all the negative talk about him, I mean, obviously people who care about him are going to feel some type of way about that. So, um, res- you know, high, high respect for those guys who, who obviously have his back. Um, and, and kudos to him for, for getting picked up on another squad. I loved it. I love seeing uh, Leighton Vander Esch go scorched earth mm-hmm. on on people that were throwing those negative things around about Jalen because these guys, their livelihoods are at stake. Mm-hmm. And obviously in the national media, a lot of times guys just talk to get attention and get likes and all followers and all that. And, and it's people's livelihood and families are at stake. And if you've been in, in the NFL, a part of an NFL family, that's a constant worry for coaches' wives, players' wives all the time. So I think what, what he did was hit the nail on the head by basically letting people no, man, this is our livelihoods, and I don't come to your job and tell you you're not producing. Uh, but, you know, again, it's a double-edged sword because you have 
the fans and you have everybody else that doesn't feel like you're entitled to that opinion. So it's it's just going to be that way and always has been. Fishbowl. Yeah, not to get all existential here, but I, I thought I thought he brought up a you know problem we've got in society with with social media and bullying and all this stuff. And you know, if you have kids, you worry about stuff like that. And look, I know the, I know the professional athletes. I know he's getting paid millions of dollars, and with that, people think they're not human and they don't. <laughs> it doesn't matter what we say. And I think. Twitter, Twitter is a virtual dog pile. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an opportunity for people to just jump on something and and hide and hide and, hide. and, and you know you don't have to you can put a egg as your profile and all that <laughs> stuff and like look there's been moments he, where he has struggled there's no doubt about it yeah. but I think he is bringing up the fact that yeah did it get out of control a little bit did it become like just fun for everybody to do that yeah. I mean, and at the end of the day, I mean, you saw his teammates' reaction. I think a lot of guys were shocked. Um, Zeke was shocked. Guys, I'm sure, disappointed, too. I mean, I forgot that Zeke was on the field when Jalen tore his knee up at Notre Dame. They they were playing Mm -hmm. Ohio State, and Zeke came to the middle of the field and and dapped him up, and and they had a relationship before that, you know? So I, I think guys that have been in this locker room, especially as long as Zeke had, they know everything he's been through. And that's part of the disappointment too, because it's a he's got a complicated legacy. If you look overall at his time here, it's a really cool story. It just it didn't end well, mm-hmm. and he didn't play well enough to keep playing as much as he did, and you know, and to keep earning the contract that he had. That's just the that's just kind of the cold business of the that's league. It. And my, Micah Parsons said, "This is my welcome to the NFL moment." You yeah. know, that this is a tough business here. It is tough, and like you said, it is so complex with Jalen because of the story and his resurgence from the injury and his ability to go back and actually play football. A lot of people didn't think he was going to play football again Mm -hmm. following the injury that he had as a senior at Notre Dame. And he turns around, he gets drafted in the second round, doesn't play for a year, and then comes back and he works his way to a Pro Bowl. He got to a Pro Bowl. No matter what you think about what that Pro Bowl means – you still got there. Yep, still got there. And, I mean, it is a pretty unbelievable story, and I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody of being very critical of Jalen. We all are yeah. critical of well, Jalen. Yeah, you I can mean, be critical. You can be absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, on there's the field. there's, there's I mean, a fine line, right, Rob? I think you're about to hit on this in terms of being critical, you know, being analytical in terms of your opinions of somebody's play because that's what we do, right? Yep. We, you know, we get paid to, to talk about guys' plays and what they did and didn't do, the effect they had, the effect they didn't have. But there's a, there's a fine line, right? Then There's a fine line between analyzing what they've done and then bullying right or or degrading or whatever you however whatever term you want to apply towards it and I think that's the step that a lot of people took um you know you can have your strong opinions in favor of or against whatever but there's a there, there's a definite line that that is crossed and when you start attacking somebody's livelihood when you start attacking um you know their ability to go out there and do what they need to do without your you on their conscience you know and those those type of things there's there's a beat down regardless you know to your point guys are human Guys are human, and this story's not done. I don't don't think that we don't have a chance of facing his new team um, in the playoffs. In the playoffs, yeah, this story's and, not done. He and went, he, yeah, and that's the story. He, he got picked up immediately. So, I mean, that's just a testament to him. No, no matter what you think about him, so he's yeah. on another team. Let's go. I don't know if we've said this, but he went to the Green Bay Packers. Apparently, this morning it was reported that he report or agreed to terms yeah, with the Green Bay later. Packers. So that's where Jalen Smith is headed. And the Cowboys have to move on without him going into week five of the NFL season. The New York Giants are on the docket. Heck, Mano, you've been hitting the film as hard as anybody. Oh, I have. As always. Yeah, for sure. Cowboys, That's what I do. Cowboys offense 
versus the Giants defense. Oh, wait, flip it. Sorry. Excuse me. Giants offense versus the Cowboys defense. What do you see this Cowboys defense trying to take advantage of this week? Well, I, I love looking at Jason Garrett's offense and, you know, the fact that it hadn't changed a whole lot from when he was here. He used those tight end sets um, those uh, as halfbacks, fullbacks. And, and so he's going to overload one side of the ball. He's going to use those bunch sets, bring everybody in tight. Uh, he passes out of them. He runs out of them. I think for this defense, man, they just have to stay aggressive, have to stay aggressive. Daniel Jones is an athlete. Regardless of what you think about him, he is the kind of guy that if you give him some space, he can get out, he can get gone. So the same thing I think that would apply with a Jalen Hurts as far as you have to watch him and not allow him to hurt you with his legs and make him stay in the pocket. That, those are my, that's literally my only concern. I think the big playability of the Giants, we can't allow it to hurt mm-hmm. us. We can't allow them to get off, get those big plays, because when you watch the Saints games – the Saints should be so upset with themselves about that, that loss because they dominated them, and then they let them off the hook with a big play. Mm-hmm. And so that's just something we can't afford, and that's where we are defensively. We're just giving up too many big plays. No, I agree. I think that this team should be relatively easy to handle. But again, like I said yesterday, you need to respect your opponent and, re- and understand and identify who can hurt you. Right. Daniel Jones can hurt you because he can extend drives. He can't hurt you because he runs a 4-3 or anything like that, but he can hurt you because, guess what, on third and third and six, if you don't pay attention to him, guess what, he's going to move those chains. And then now they have another three downs to try to move those chains and try to get close to the end right. zone. So that's the threat that he proposes. He doesn't have a cannon of an arm. He, does, he doesn't have blazing speed, but he does, he does have understanding this year on how to move the chains and how to make proper decisions and how to use his assets to put these guys in a good situation. Last, last year, the year before, he was a turnover magnet. right? He has what, what, two turnovers this year, one interception, and right? One, so, fumble. One, fumble. one fumble, right? So mm-hmm. he's making he's making better decisions. I don't know if that's the Jason Garrett effect, whatever it may be, but he's being better for that for that team. Um, the the way that you stop these guys and, and on, on this side of the ball is not allowing San Quan to get the Saquon to get busy. If you allow him to get the ground game going, it opens everything up for Garrett. Garrett will kill you on play action now. Garrett will kill you on play action. If you allow him to get a running game, that's when he becomes, And that's what they want to do? That's what they want to do. That's when Garrett becomes dangerous. Garrett's not going to hurt you if you just have to sit back there and throw all day long. right? But when you don't know what's coming in terms of run play because of the 12 personnel that he uses and how he uses those guys, they can hurt you. And now with their additions that they that they've um, that they have this from this offseason, right, they added um, uh, Ross. Right now John they have a, now they got John Ross you know you dub again right the you dub boys keep showing up man. four two baby yeah. <laughs> three out of four games um, but he runs yeah he runs a four two so play around and let these guys get the run game going if you want to and we want to be aggressive and stop that run now you're walking another man down into the box so now you have three guys that defend deep he will run by any of the guys that we have on our defense if we don't pay attention what do you have a fifty two yard touchdown last week <laughs> yes and and like. There was no stick on that route either. That was simply just just running, just by, running you. by you. They've got some wide receiver depth, you know, yes, adding sir. him and and uh, Tony, the rookie. And I, I think I'm not sure if you mentioned some of the injuries. I don't know if uh, Slayton and, and even Shepard can be back this week. That's still questionable. But even so, they've got they've got weapons. You Kenny know. Galladay, best Darius, game of the season Tony, last yeah. year or last week. Yep. And then John Ross. I mean, they've got six legitimate receivers that mm-hmm. you can rotate in and out. None of them are as as dangerous as some of the guys you've faced so far. None of them are Keenan Allen. None no, of them are they, Mike Evans. But what they do, they do well, right? So, yeah. so Galladay is their possession guy. Galladay is going to get six to eight catches a game, just period. 
Just know he's going to probably get 10, 10 attempts thrown his way, and he's going to get six to eight catches at least. Right? That's what he does. He's their possession guy. Ross is their take-the-top-off guy. Right? And then the new guy, freaking Tony, right? Tony, right? Yeah. Kadarius Tony. He is shift. T. Yeah, he is. Oh my gosh. He's the guy that they want to get the ball to at five yards, right? Easy, high precision pass, five yards, and then he wants to get loose. He wants to embarrass your whole defense and turn it into a big play. So they have those those aspects. They got the short yardage, shifty guy that can make, make a big play happen. They got Ross that can take the top off, and then they got Galladay, who just, who's their guy to just to move the chains. Respect him. Yeah, for me, Evan Ingram. And the, the tight end Evan Egram is somebody that we have to keep an eye on. He's inconsistent. Yeah, I watched him so. in other games. Yeah. He's inconsistent, but some when he's way, on. somehow, yeah. when he gets to AT&T Stadium, he finds a way. You know, I think last year when I think they did a reverse with him last year at the, in the red zone, completely disrespected us, and, and he scored on that. So I just want to see how we attack him with our linebackers. It's really good to hear that Keon O'Neill is going to be back because I think he helps us in that regard. But thinking about Saquon Barkley out of the backfield like you said man he is he's electrifying and and as as everybody knows about him he is the kind of guy that he doesn't hit it after one two three four five it's the 10th carry that he hits you for 30 40 yards so we just have to keep him contained and not give up those big plays I wonder if he's starting to ramp up a little bit you know I think he hasn't had more than 16 carries Mm -hmm. so far and you know, coming off the ACL, but to your point, catching balls out of the backfield, didn't he have like a, a fifty-yard touchdown? Fifty-four. Yeah. 54. Yeah. He can do that. He's done that to the Cowboys in the past. So that's something to watch for. You guys are right about Jason Garrett and, and, and the play action. You think about his time here. He wants the power running game and and use play, play action off of that. If you want to give him credit for something, I will say Daniel Jones has done a better job this year. Watching that Washington game and watching the Saints game, he just looks more comfortable as a pocket mm-hmm. passer. Um, but takeaways have been the key for the Cowboys so far this season. They've got 10. And... I looked it up, and, and Daniel Jones has fumbled away a ball, at least one, every time he's faced the Cowboys hey. this year in his career so Let's keep far. keep that going. So, you know, he's done a better <laughs> job protecting it. But that's been the key for the defense because they have given up yards. They just, they've gotten takeaways, and they've done a solid job for the most part in the red zone. See, and that's what makes this matchup so intriguing because the Giants' big playability is their calling card on offense. Is hey, we're gonna we're gonna lull you to sleep and then we're gonna strike for the big play. Bang, bang. Did it against the Saints. It was a reason they were able to come back. Dallas will give up the big play from now now and again. And also to running quarterbacks. I mean, Sam Darnold was no track star either, and he had two rushing touchdowns and he was able to run for a couple first downs as well. <laughs> Very similar to what Daniel Jones can do. And I just kinda wanted to back end what you said about Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram, 40 receptions, 443 yards, and four total touchdowns against the Cowboys in eight games. Jesus, He has no more than 300 yards against any other team in his career. And he, he has finds 443 away. against the Cowboys <laughs> and four touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, it's back to what you were saying about their big playability and our giving up the big play. It's like it's like the boxing term, you know, styles make fights. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those ones where you look at it and say, yeah, man, we should Peter roll these guys. We should show up to the stadium and just punch them in the mouth. Yep. But it's a situation where if you do not protect your, your, everything, if you're not playing error-free football, not turning it over, not giving up those long touchdowns or giving up those long drives that you talk about, you'll find yourself down and have to battle back versus a team that you could put to bed early. These games, right, I've played in games against, obviously, rivalry games, Giants, Eagles, all those kind of things. If you allow those teams to hang around, those are the ones that, that sneak up on you. Yeah. Right? And then that's how you get snake bit. So my my hope is that we get up. I feel that we will get up. 
and we need to continue to drive these boys into the ground. We need to get up by 7, 14, 21, 28. Keep going because as soon as you if you get up by 10 points and you let up off the gas, that's when teams like this would come up and that's what the Saints did. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what the you Saints let them, did. You let them hang around. They went in the prevent in the fourth quarter and they yeah. prevented a win. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what Carolina almost did in the fourth quarter. Absolutely. And we, exactly. we, we did. We let up the gas. Yeah. And, and and there are similarities to that matchup. I mean, they they love the RPO stuff with mm-hmm. Daniel Jones and that was a problem, especially in the first half with Sam Darnold. So it'll be interesting to see how the Cowboys handle that because that's that's part of their offense. Yeah, and the sure. Giants' last two losses by a combined four points. So it's not like they've been getting blown out. They're going to stay competitive throughout the game. Yeah. And I was, as you guys were both talking, I was thinking, man, this first half is going to be crucial. And then you reminded me, the Saints, it was the second half that they let off the gas. It was yeah. the fourth quarter that yeah. they let off the gas. So it's going to be all four quarters. The Giants are going to come after it. And it if you're a Cowboys fan right now and you don't think there's a target on your back as the Dallas Cowboys that are 3-1 and one and now all of a sudden have Super Bowl aspirations, uh, yeah, there's a target on your back. Teams want to beat you. All right, when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, take it or leave it. Is Dak Prescott an MVP candidate in 2021 right after the break? Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys. Welcome back here to Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, the official chip and the official dip of the Dallas Cowboys. It's a great people, great pay replay. You've heard Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. If you want to join him and do great work with great people for great pay, apply now at jobsatcaliber.com. That is jobsatcaliber.com. C-A-L-I-B-E-R.com. 
Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Heckma Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans, Chris Beam in the back doing work as always. Gentlemen, you time are you ready for a little uh little take it or leave it this week? I am. Uh, yes. Starting to be a little Thursday tradition. Try and stir up some some debate amongst the, the gentlemen here at the desk. And we'll start things off with this statement. The takeaways will continue. Heckman mentioned 10 takeaways in the last segment. It's been 10 straight games with the takeaway. The Cowboys defense, second longest active streak in the NFL. Do they continue this week? We'll start with you, Rob. Yeah, I, I do. I think they'll get at least one. It's become a trend. I mean, you go back to the second half of last season, and that it starts to become part of your identity. Now, I, I'm curious... I don't know what the recipe is to constantly get them. I mean, it's not like it's it's a quarterback situation where he's got the ball in his hands and you know he can do something good with it every single week. So I, I don't think you can always count on it. And if you don't have the takeaways, you know, that's where I, it gets interesting for this defense. Can they continue being productive and limiting big plays and doing and not giving possessions to the offense every week? Um, but I think it will continue because I think they've got more playmakers than they have in the past and they've got more leads to play with too. Yes, C, whatever other languages. Just to take it, we okay. definitely yeah. take it. We said, because fast, physical, disciplined football for, brings turnovers. That's what we're that's what we're doing right now. We talked about culture, all those things. These guys have adapted, have adopted it, and that's what's happening. We're seeing that from depth chart one through three. Everybody who steps on the field is giving a hundred percent. If yeah. you get tired, get off the field. We'll get you back in there. Give me everything you got. Empty the tank every play. When you do that and you're disciplined in what we're asking you to do, turnovers happen. Now, I'm going to say take it because Trayvon mm-hmm. Diggs seems to be on a pe- Peanut Tillman kind of mm. streak right now. It's, it seems like the ball – he is just a magnet for the ball. I mean, and you you remember that, that streak yeah. that he was on? Yeah. He was just punching the ball out yep. and getting a fumble, getting interceptions each and every week. And so, and back to what you were saying about the way that our defense is playing, these guys are playing fast, everybody to the ball, and if they get a guy held up, they're trying to rip and strip at it. Mm-hmm. So, I think it continues. It's going to be one of those things that at some point – one game or a couple of games, we're not going to have it. So as we've been experiencing now, these turnovers have been happening in bunches. So mm. just got to keep that streak alive. You think teams are just going to stop throwing to them at some point, though? Hell I'm yeah. surprised they haven't already. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, as well as Diggs is playing, they don't have to come from Diggs. And I don't think that they will continue to come from Diggs in that regard. That's no that's no, no shade on him. Simply no. because, I mean, you heard, I don't know if you saw the video that the Cowboys uh, social media put out. It was an amazing video they put out yesterday on Instagram um, that was showing all the sideline footage. And Coop saying, man, they're going to stop throwing to you. Like you better get it while you can, because they're not going to throw you the ball no more, you know. And and that's and that's true. That was, that's what happens in this league when they start seeing you as a threat. Um, but be, because of how the rest of the guys are playing, you know, this is a very physical game. This is so we might see things change from interceptions to straight fumbles. Yeah. Because when you run around and you hit people, this is this this game hurts. For those that don't know, right? This game hurts, and and, and you don't want to injure a guy, but you want to hurt a guy. Yeah. You want to put him on I'm sp- sorry if that doesn't sound good, but that's, but that's the, the NFL. You don't want to injure somebody, but you want to hurt them. And you want to hurt them to the point where every time they see you coming, they want to tense up. And they the last know. thing that they're thinking about is the ball security. They want to protect themselves and not necessarily the ball. You want guys thinking that every single time you're around. Every time they get ready, get ready to get tackled, they should see, to your point, one person hold them up, everybody else beat them up. When was the last time you saw a defense where the offense got on the field and they were like, we, if you catch the ball, you better hurry up and be looking get, for the ground. You better get to the ground. Yeah. When was the last time you saw a defense like it's that? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. But 
Yeah, I mean that's what that's what that's what we're starting to see, right? And 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 that's why you know this offseason we talk so much about you know in re- reference to Israel Mukwamu, right? We, I mean in terms of his ability to make the team and have an effect. I told you he's not going to touch the field until he starts hitting people, just because the culture of this defense you have to be able to hit. That's a great. You have to point. be willing to hit. He won't. He won't touch the field until he throws his head in there. Because Don, Donald doesn't have a prop with that. Nope. When he gets back, nah, he'll get in there. Yeah, he'll get in there. Yeah. So I mean, that's what you want. I mean, and, and, <laughs> and that's an, and, and that's the impact that he'll immediately have. Yeah. Seriously, I that's mean, what he brings to this team. Almost to a detriment going back to college. Like yeah. he, I mean, overly he's, aggressive. He got some targeting stuff in college. Yeah. You got to watch that in this league because I mean, look at Casey. You yep. got to watch where you hit yeah, somebody. Casey hits by the shoulder apparently. Yeah, yeah but Casey showed you, even though he's small in Will stature, it. he will bring that yeah. wood. Yep. Yeah. That, I think that's a perfect example for what you guys are talking about. Is KZ is not the biggest man in the world, and he was not known mm-hmm. in Atlanta for being a hard hitter. But you, but you know what? But he when, comes over the middle and he when, lays the wood. When you're in that environment, the last person you want to be on film to your teammates is the one who's not doing something. Mm. We, you understand, when you come back on Mondays, you're watching film. Everybody's sitting there watching film together. And it could be hell. And it could be the coach will take that little laser beam <laughs> Ooh, and, and push pause and circle you Stop, all day long. Be like, what is this? <laughs> Bring when, it back nightmares. And when everybody else is sitting up there running around hitting, when you see other guys sprinting to the pile, jumping on the pile, and you're the one guy that's not, it looks real bad. So be the one guy that doesn't throw his head in there, that wants to tense up and turn his back or turn his shoulder. <laughs> you're going to look real soft. Yeah. Right, S A W F T, soft. <laughs> this is this sounds a lot like what I, what I feel like whenever I watch G Matt sending us videos yes. on our talking yes. cowboys. Oh, yeah. What is this? What is this right here? <laughs> what is that? That's your film room, exactly. All right, <laughs> take it or leave it. Dak Prescott is an MVP candidate in 2021. Yes, taking it, taking it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna go take it. And, and again, I'm just you know I've been hurt before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a little card. Let, let me get past this week. Let's just, I just want to give. Well, I mean, it's going to come down to how the team does. No, absolutely. I mean, That's, it's a team. It's a team award as much yeah, as the individual award. Great point. Every successful team's quarterback is always in that conversation. But yeah. I mean, dude, like they're only they're 14th in passing offense right now, which is so misleading because yeah. they don't have to right now. But he's 75 percent completion which percentage, is madness, 117 passer rating, and he's on pace for 40 touchdown passes. Seventy-five percent is the the most staggering stat that you mentioned. Yep, out of all those things, that's 70, insane. Seventy-five percent is insane. Yeah, sixty percent is good, right? Yeah, sixty percent is good in football. And he's not checked down, Chuck. You yeah, know. I mean, you know, you, you start to that's, that's insane. You want to you want to hear something that makes that even more insane? Dak Prescott is the fourth quarterback since nineteen fifty with ten passing touchdowns and a seventy-five plus completions percentage in his team's first four games of the season. You want to know the other three? Who that? Russell Wilson in twenty twenty. Mm. No, not he MVP. was he was at MVP caliber yeah. at that point. He was all over that yeah. conversation. Peyton Manning in twenty thirteen. Who's that? Tom Brady in 2007. On Monday Night Football. Goat. <laughs> yep. So you've got the goat Tom Brady, the other goat Peyton Manning, and potentially the oh, modern man. goat in yeah, Russell Wilson. Favorite. And then you've got Dak Prescott. Those are the four that have done it. It's pretty impressive. What? You disagree with that statement? No, no, no. I'm just oh. – you, you're down on your boy. I don't want to talk about your other team. Oh, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Russell. Yeah, Sorry. That, that Seattle team not – No, that's, those not are great numbers. Great. And 
He's doing it, and the, the offense is balanced. It's not like it was last year where everybody's just empty calories. He's throwing for a bunch mm-hmm. of yards, and the team is still losing. That efficiency uh, that, that I'm talking about, that, that 75, 75% completion rate just points to the way how balanced this team is. I love it. And, and to the people that's, oh, these are just short throws. Ding, ding, ding. You know what? Look, he's yeah. picking teams apart. And you saw on that throw to Amari Cooper, all the people that questioned his accuracy, that was one one of those moments where, boy, he dropped that thing in the bucket. Oh, that was such a good throw. And that just shows you how he's mature, even on that curl route. I mean, there have been different times, and especially his rookie year, where that just wasn't in his wheelhouse to do. Now and he has And we're not having to throw the ball downfield, and that's a testament not only to to Dak, right, his efficiency and his accuracy. Um, that's efficiency. That's a, a, a testament to these receivers and tight ends yes. that are running great routes and getting open. And then Kellen Moore, that's putting them in positions to get open based upon what he expects the defenses to, propose, to, to put out there. That I mean, this – I know people want to see the big plays. I know people want to see the big plays, but you'd much rather see Ws. Yeah, you much rather see W. So if it requires him taking two shots down the field every game, even though you want to see ten, guess what? High precision passes is where it's at. Seventy five percent is is ridiculous. That's that's equivalent to somebody batting five hundred. It's just madness. Mm-hmm. It's just madness. So keep it up. <laughs> Run the ball. High precision passes. Let our receivers and tight ends and running backs do what they do. In terms, they get paid to catch the ball and and and, and run and get some yak yarders. Let them do it. I like what you said there of. Everybody wants to see the big play, but you would rather see a W. Mm-hmm. You remember last year, week four of the, the season against the Cleveland Browns. I mean, there was a high-scoring game. Name the biggest play that happened for the Dallas Cowboys. Any of you, try and name it. Mm-hmm. Cowboys lost that game to Cleveland. It was a one-score game at the end of it because the, the Dallas team came storming back in that ball game. But you don't know what big play happened. You would rather have the wins because you remember the losses Absolutely. and the wins more than you remember the big play. I completely agree. So... Next one, take it or leave it, Ezekiel Elliott has returned to top three running back status in the NFL right now. Take it or leave it. Heckma? Man, we're taking everything, so we're going to have to leave something. Mm. Now, I'm going, to, I'm going to take it. I mean, he's bringing the spoon <laughs> with him to work, and he's looking lighter, sleeker, Zeke, you know, so... Everything that, I, and I think it's only going to get better for him as the season goes along. We're going to go against, you know, even when we get to Kansas City, and everyone's going to be talking about that matchup between Dak and and, and Patty Mahomes. It's still going to be Zeke. It's going to be Zeke mm-hmm. that's going to get the lion's share of that work against a bad Kansas City defense. You know, he should be get the lion's share of the carries against the Giants. Just, Der- just saying. Derrick Henry's the leading rusher right now in the NFL with 510 yards. Zeke is fourth. Mm-hmm. And he's only 20 yards off of second place. And the guys in front of him are Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon. So even statistically, he's not in the top three, but he is right in that conversation. And I would argue that he's better than both of those guys, just pound for pound. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, I mean, I think Derrick Henry is the only – he's almost like the only feature every down back in the league right now. He's the only guy that's gotten, I think, 30-plus carries in a game. So you you got to, I think, put him at the top because of his workload. Beyond that, I mean, yeah, I don't think there's been a guy that's been more impressive than Zeke. Nick Chubb is second. He's got a nice, you know, running back tandem in Cleveland. And that's what the Cowboys have here with Pollard. Um, I buy that right now. I mean, he's running as well as we've seen him run since 2016. Mm. Say it with your chest, Rob. He's running as well as we've seen him since 2016. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like hearing that. Uh-oh, I'm taking it. I'm taking it all day long. Mm-hmm. Reason being, Zeke is a lot more than what you see on film, than what you see in the stats. Yeah. 
Zeke is so much more than what people see in the stats. Yep. People see Pollard going out there making the big plays, and that's awesome. We love it, and we will take it. Keep doing it. Um, Zeke goes out there and does the dirty work. Zeke's going to run. He's averaging four and a half yards per carry. Four and a half yards per carry quietly. Yeah. Quiet because he hasn't hit I me mean, last game. He had a couple breakout runs. But aside from that, people were, I don't know, Zeke is. They're questioning it, right? Because he hadn't had over a 130-yard run game like he did last week. Yeah. So what? Yeah. Zeke is efficient. Four and a half yards per carry. He's falling forward. He's making good cuts. He's turning negative plays into positive plays. And then guess what? When Dak wants to sit back there and throw the ball, guess who's out there picking off the knees of linebackers that are blitzing? Zeke. Zeke. One. Pollard had a great block the other day, too. Almost yeah, put it in did. the film where he blew somebody up. And he allowed Zeke to throw, throw the touchdown to uh, to Coop. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, these guys are doing a great job of blocking as well. And people need to respect that aspect. It's not just when they get the ball. They have a whole other job to do when they're back there blocking. And it I, takes a grown man to do it. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> and I agree in seeing Pollard throw his – Head in there and make that block. It says a lot about him because people kind of doubt because he's small in stature yep. if he can actually do it. The thing that really kind of sickens me right now in football is how like PFF and the Chris Collinsworth crowd is devalu de- not and just devaluing the Go running ahead. back position. Chest. I, they're devaluing the <laughs> running back position. And, and I don't look. The thing is, is I don't I don't understand how football has changed that much, and we use the passing league terms that we don't understand field position ball control that the Cowboys have at their disposal with that kind of running back. You just can't plug and play. And there's a mentality out of here mm-hmm. out there that the Shanahan's of the world don't actually need a number one receiver. They can get a free agent. They can get anybody to go out there and do what a number one running back would do. And I just don't think that's true. I think when you have a guy like Derrick Henry in Tennessee, I think when you have a guy like Nick Chubb in Cleveland, it just makes everything on your offense run better. And if he's not a threat, the defense can just pin their ears and come after you. Well, and yeah, and there's two sides to like when everybody and Zeke joked about it yesterday. I don't care about people who thought I was done, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's there's two sides to that like he did say I needed to cut some weight and work on my quickness and all that, and you see it. But at the same time, last year was a problem. I mean, all those different line combinations, you don't have Dak. They, you're totally one-dimensional as an offense. That's really hard for running back. And then you know people bring in the salary. And I understand that. But it's hard for anybody to do that. And you see what he can do, like you said, with a, with a strong offseason and with Zach Martin in front of you and Dak Boy. at quarterback – you know, that's going to help anybody no matter how much money you make. Zach Martin's the highest graded player on Pro Football Focus through the first four weeks of the year. Has a guard ever won MVP? Uh, he should. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe he should be in that conversation. All He's right. been great. Yeah. He has been almost perfect, and that's hard to do. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, should the Cowboys consider spying Daniel Jones come Sunday afternoon? We'll talk about it right after this. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. 
Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. <laughs> Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Oh, no. Ooh. Oh, he hit it. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more. Essilor. That's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> you love that? <laughs> that was he had two the weeks. Wing. <laughs> two weeks. Did you see the LL Cool J lip lick? <laughs> that was for my wife. Oh. There you go. <laughs> that was awesome. You're welcome, Nikki. <laughs> yeah, oh, goodness. All right. Final couple minutes here. Talking Cowboys That's presented funny. by Tostitos. Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckman Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. And I asked this going into the break. Should the Cowboys consider spying Daniel Jones? We mentioned his athletic ability. No, he is not the most fleet of foot quarterback, but he can definitely run the football. Almost had an 80-yard touchdown scamper a year mm. ago, and the only reason he didn't is because he got sniped from the top, upper deck, and he fell, <laughs> he fell at the sniped. 20. Bow! <laughs> CBZ got him. CBZ got him on Call of Duty. CBZ with a long shot. He didn't score on that? did not score. I totally forgot about that. It was a <laughs> this, something this is, bit my. Oh uh, no! But yeah, so but you, I mean, he mean, can run the football. You mean they're the, the Giants' leading rusher? <laughs> he is the Giants' leading rusher right now. Is he really? Yes, he yeah, is. I thought it was Saquon, despite because nope. Saquon's got what one eighty six. Yeah, and I think I think uh, Jones has one eighty eight. Oh my god! Not enough. And threat, they both man. have two touchdowns. Because <laughs> there's not enough, Saquon. <laughs> You're being paid too much. <laughs> but is that a thing the Cowboys' defense should consider? No. Okay. No, I think you need to be aware of him. Uh, he hurts teams because guys forget about him, and it's one of the, that's what I was, I was saying. One of the things that you can't let allow these guys to get their ground game going because then they're allowed to do formations um, that you know bunch of formations like Heckma mentioned earlier that really make you focus on who you have. Right, so all your attention goes to who do I have? What's the release? Are we in and out of this? Are we man locking this? Are these guys crossing our safeties face? And guess what? Through all that, who's the last person you're thinking about? Quarterback, quarterback, right? He's, he because he's not a burner. You you say okay, we can we can play coverage and, and worry about him later, and that's when he gets you. Mm-hmm. That's when he gets you. So that's why we can't allow them to get in these these down and distances that are favorable for them because he he can pick up six yards easy. Yeah, and you look, I just he and J- Jalen Hurts at this point in their career are almost kind of identical in that way. And, and you look, they want to extend the play yep. uh, and keep the chains moving. But I think for our defense, they just have to do what they do, mm-hmm. and that's fly around. And, and man, watching the tape, I just 
Man, is number 97 really – is this what I'm seeing? Like, Osa Digizur is – his man, he, his first step, his explosiveness, his the way that he – his gap responsibility, all of those things that he does. I mean, the, how strong he is at the point of attack, it just points to a guy that's going to be good for a very, very long time. And I just feel like defensively, if we just line up and whoop their butt – we gonna get it's it's gonna be over with mm-hmm. it, because I don't believe that they have an offensive line that could withstand the kind of pressure that we're gonna bring. And you know, some teams have let off of them like the Saints did. They they let up off, off of them and let them back in the game. That's some that's a mistake that we cannot make. And Daniel Jones is just like every other quarterback I've seen. If you get pressure on him. He will start moving around. He will start second guessing himself, and that will open up the Cowboys' opportunity for those sack strip fumbles. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, their O-line has been kind of an issue for them in recent years. I think it's been better. Um, but, I mean, did they – Cowboys really spy Hurts all that much in no, the game? No, I don't think so. so. Yeah, I don't – I don't. you know, and you're getting, you're getting Keanu back. You, you've got the speed back there. So I, you're a faster, more of a sideline-to-sideline defense than you were last year. So I feel better about it. And Jerron Curse, <clears throat> Jerron Curse is going to have an effect on this game also. When, when I was talking about Evan Egram and also backs out of the backfield, that when we go with that big nickel package, he'll have a lot to say about that. And also whether Daniel Jones want to take that punishment coming out of the That's backfield. What I was just about to say when you hit him, when you have an opportunity to hit him, hit the crap out of him. Hit, hit hit him and make him see Jesus, and when <laughs> and bring him back to light, and and just know that from that point forward. If you decide to cross his line of scrimmage, this is what you got to deal with. This will be the title of today's show. Emmanuel. <laughs> Emmanuel. <laughs> Make him see Jesus. Oh, no. Is that you, God? Is that, is that you? <laughs> I don't think there's it any better way to end this. God? So curse. <laughs> that's it. It's curse up the middle. All right, that's it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Right. Be sure to join us tomorrow for Say It With Your Chest Friday. We preview the Cowboys' offense, trying to take the big play on against that that Giants defense. And the fans picking. Fans are picking, so get your calls in tomorrow. Uh, we're going to start taking calls right around that second segment. It's 888-855-2297. If you have to write it down, write it down and be a part of our Pick'em segment tomorrow because we will have our fan representative for the second time. We had George last week. I don't really know how good of a job he did, but I'll go back and look at it today. I'll let you know, George, tomorrow what the fans' record is. I don't know what Isaiah did either. I've been terrible all year. But that's it for us. For Chris Beam in the back, for Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeoman. Thanks for joining us on Talking Cowboys. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?